All right, welcome back to One True Podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is my good friend, John Werner. Johnny, how are you? Hi, Bryce. Uh, you know, we got somebody on here older than me. Yes, that's which true. Is hard to do. That's true. Our good <laughs> friends, Kirk Foles and Cedric Golden said is not older than you. Kirk is, but uh, and you know, uh, they call him the duck. And I was thinking about this. Uh, you know, and I think Seb will like this. Uh, you remember White Men Can't Jump? The, my favorite, that is my favorite basketball. Love movie. it. Love it. Uh, the team <laughs> that, that Woody and Wesley played uh, were, the, were the king and duck. King so, Sad and Kirk, they could be the king and the duck. How about that? Go. I'll take it. But Hoosiers is the best basketball movie. Come on. Hoosiers. You got to go with Hoosiers. Yeah, I got to a bone to pick yeah. their duck. Oh, who cares? <laughs> At the end of that movie, they're winning and they're playing against a bunch of black guys. Right. And those black guys were horrible. <laughs> Where did they find those brothers? Couldn't jump, couldn't defend, shit would just firing away. They those only had, what, off, what, what was it, South Bend? Those were not American black men that they beat. The it's true story. White men. Well, black men even playing basketball in America. In the oh, field. my God. Look <laughs> in the history book. See what I have it's, to deal with? It's hard to beat that picket fence. <laughs> Don't let the uh, nevertheless, it's, it's good to have that. you guys with us for sure. <laughs> we didn't have you last week when uh, it was a Thanksgiving week. I think we were all probably a little under the gun, but uh, – yeah. Uh, anyway, good to have y'all, and let's dive into some football. Uh, so, guys, yeah. just as we expected back in the preseason, we got K-State and TCU uh, playing for the Big 12 Championship this week. Uh, that was obviously a little bit of sarcasm. I didn't pick them. Um, so, the Frogs back in October scored 21 in the second half to beat um K State 38 to 28. So, how do you guys see this round two playing out? Go ahead, Doug. Yeah, I picked Oklahoma. Why are you asking me? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, TCU, what a story. I mean, Great. what were they picked? Seventh, right, guys? Yeah. In the preseason, you know, I think I had, I don't know, I think I may have had Oklahoma Baylor in the championship game. No way would I look at K State or TCU. Although, TCU, I think, had 18 starters coming back, the most in the league. Mm-hmm. And I know said and I did a podcast in August, and I said, I don't know what to expect from these. A lot of experience. And, and, you know, it seemed like that's the key, especially in basketball, you know, where you only need seven or eight guys. If You know, everybody wants to be old in basketball, and TCU was old. So, I mean, what a – what a magical journey. I hope TCU continues it, you know, for the good of the Big 12 myself. And I kind of think they will because it's a pseudo home game. And uh, I just think they're better than K-State, which is a really good team. Said what you got. Uh, first thing, I, I just remember how, how excited we were at uh, Jerry World with another football season. Man, it went fast for me. Uh, oh, I can't believe that we're already here. Yeah. It doesn't seem like July was that long ago. And yeah, and none of us had this happening. I I'm sure I had Oklahoma. I'd have to go back. I'm sure I had Oklahoma winning this winning this conference. Probably over um 
Oklahoma State, probably. Maybe Oklahoma State, or maybe yeah. I had one of the Oklahomas winning it, but it's it's been so bad that I mean maybe I've blocked it out of my memory. But uh, it's a feel good story. Sonny Dykes should be the national coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, right. He's done he's done amazing things. Maybe he should even be the coach at Texas because the duck wrote that that was in the works <laughs> and uh, it didn't work out and. Um, <laughs> And maybe, maybe TCU, maybe Texas's uh, choice of Sark was was the blessing that TCU needed. So um, I don't think that K State's going to beat them. I think TCU's going to figure it out. That's what they've been doing all year, figuring it out, uh, figuring out how to win. And so um, I would hate to see them lose and have the Big Twelve not be in the CFP. Yeah. This is a big PR moment. This is a big credibility moment for the Big 12 as they slowly move on from Texas and Oklahoma. They can have a team in the in the CFP and maybe even get a win. Who knows? Once you're in the tournament, who knows? Then that's gonna that's gonna help with recruiting and marketing and merchandising and and, and overall credibility moving forward. No doubt, no doubt. Johnny. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't bet against TCU right now. They've just made the plays when they've had to. They've had some really good fourth-quarter rallies. Uh, they had the remarkable win over Baylor, 40-yard field goal. Fire drill. That was fire a drill. fire drill. It was running. He kicks it with three seconds left, goes over as time expires. Just an amazing play. Uh, at the same time, though, K-State uh, – if they play like they did against Baylor and they dominated that game 31 to three, just took control from the start. I would give them a chance for an upset if they played like that. Uh, I just think so many good things have been going for TCU. They just seem, seem to have the karma right now. And uh, yeah, I, I'm taking TCU. I assume Will Howard's starting, isn't he? Yeah, I believe, I believe so. Isn't yeah. that interesting? The two teams in the big 12 title game, Neither started the season as a starting quarterback. No doubt. Still made it to Arlington. That's impressive. Yeah, and Max Duggan's getting Heisman talk, so. He deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. I'm a Heisman voter. I will give him heavy consideration. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, So, you know, you guys hit on it. Uh, Said said it would, you know, it would be a shame if TC lost and and, uh, – got left out of the CFP. I've said all along that the only way TCU is getting in is if they're undefeated. They do not have the brand name of a USC or an Alabama or an Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State would be sitting there with one loss because they are playing air this week. Uh, (laughs) So what do you guys think? If K-State does pull off that win, can the Frogs still get in? Who's number five? Who's number five in the CFP <laughs> right now? It's Ohio State. It's Ohio State. I mean, they're just sitting there lurking like the big bad wolf. Here comes Little Red Riding Hood with her TCU basket of cookies. And Ohio State's the big bad wolf. And it's just, and, you know, it'll be interesting because K-State, I don't know where they are in the CFP standings. You know, they've ten. been 10. Jesus. So if they even lose to K-State, a team they'd already beaten, no real shame in that, but Ohio State lost by twenty at home to Michigan. They got obliterated. Oh. So, to me, I don't know about you three, but I think TCU 
belongs in the CFP win or lose on Saturday, but I think lose and they'll be out and the Buckeyes will be the TV draw and they'll be sexy and glamorous and they'll screw TCU once more. Yeah. In fact, the Big 12 tweeted out that their championship game is the only one between two top 10 teams this week. Yeah, Mark, that is good PR. That's so smart. Smart, yeah. And it it won't move any needle. Right. The CFP committee (laughs) don't give a flying Mm -hmm. about what the Big 12's data says. The Blue Bloods run college football. Yeah. They do. And when they when they screwed them in 2014, I wrote they never would have did that to Texas. Mm-hmm. They never would have did that to Oklahoma because those are the big dogs. And when the big dogs are barking, and the big dogs bring more credibility, more money, more more political power, TCU doesn't bring that. The only thing that TCU has in his pocket is an unbeaten record. As long as TCU is unbeaten, as long as that table remains run. They're going to be in there. There yeah. ain't no way right. they're going to move Ohio State ahead of TCU. TCU, if TCU wins three to two, TCU should still be that yeah. number 14 minimum. And, and guess so, what? Guess what? The committee's meeting in Irving, like, what, six miles from where TCU's played. <laughs> right. right. Uh, it'd be shameful if TCU gets There would be a plague of frogs coming plague, over on the plague. committee. <laughs> I like it. Good word, plague. Bryce. I like it. John, what do you say? Yeah, I agree with those guys. I, I think uh, even if, uh, if TCU loses a close game, I think they still should be in. But I'm not so sure they would be. They just because of the brand okay. name deal, like, said and Kirk mentioned and uh that would be just a real shame mm-hmm. and uh obviously it'd be a great thing for the big 12 you know for somebody other than Oklahoma to make the CFP so uh so yeah I uh I sure hope they win if I, I even it, consider Alabama two yep. loss Alabama in the room <laughs> yeah it's true it's true they're yeah. still they're you know if anybody's get in with two losses it's gonna be bad <laughs> and an Alabama that probably could have three losses if Texas had closed right yeah. that's a good point which is a great segue to my next question so the teams that we cover are nowhere near the CFP <laughs> uh so Texas improved to eight and four they beat Baylor last week 38 to 27 uh we were all there um so it's been kind of an erratic second season to say the least for Steve Sarkeesian. Um guys, what is just you you're you have the pulse of this team, this program. What is kind of the general feeling in Austin right now about Sark and and does he need to, you know, make another jump next year to kind of avoid joining uh, you know, all those guys, Tom Herman and the <laughs> others that uh, have come through there since Mac Brown. Come on, they only pay the guy six and a half million, Bryce. What do you want? <laughs> I mean, they're they're going to a bowl game. For right. I mean, I just don't get the media how hard it is. <laughs> the CFP's got a bias against four loss teams. Otherwise, Texas would be in that chase. But, yeah, we Josh. They, they made improvement this year. Eight wins, big improvement. I counted since 09, the 13th season since 09, They've won eight games uh, only six times, and I think they've won nine, I think, uh, twice, I think, two or three times 
so he's got a chance to win nine when he goes to the bowl game. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say modest improvement when you go five and seven. You know, eight and four is a big improvement. But, but like said, mentioned against Alabama, you know, there was just there was expectations for more than that. They are paying him six and a half million to win eight games and go to the Alamo Bowl. But the defense, they passed the eyeball test in most cases. The passing game really dropped off, and that's his uh, uh, calling in trade. You know, he's an offensive wizard, and I don't know, Sid, if you'd agree with him or not, the passing game may have been the worst part of this team. Absolutely. Um, they they just couldn't connect. Quinn Ewers is a bigger name than game right now, and they had a couple moments, but – that, that that's not going to cut it moving forward. Now, Sark, we like Sark. He, he's in, he's pretty engaging. Um, he gives us thoughtful answers to our questions. He doesn't dodge. He's a he's a straight shooter. But what he what he did this year, while in, while a big improvement, isn't enough for this title starved fan base. Mm. They haven't won 10 games in a regular season since they got to the 09 championship game. Wow. That's a long time for them. It is. <laughs> they did go 10 and 4 in 2018 when they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. But as far as regular seasons, they haven't won double digits. Mac Brown had nine straight seasons of 10 wins plus. And in that span, he played, he won a championship and played for another. They're not gonna find. They're not gonna have another Mac Brown. And, and you know, Duck and I had this conversation the other night. Um, Duck asked me if I thought he was the guy. I'm skeptical because first of all, they've got only a couple of years left in the Big Twelve, and mm-hmm. then the heat <laughs> earned up. Yeah. So if he's the guy, he better be the guy in these next two years, or it's just going to get rougher and rougher and rougher. So. I'm 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 uh while I like him, I'm I'm not sure that this is the second coming of Mac Brown. The Mac Brown didn't start what is he, thirteen and eleven in his first twenty four games. That's very pedestrian. Yeah. I mean, thirteen thirteen wins in <clears throat> two seasons, uh, and he's he's pocketed thirteen million dollars. That's one million dollars per win. And wins have gotten guy. really, really expensive in <laughs> right. And Sonny Dykes was winning in year one. Right. Right. in year two after a COVID year. Sonny Dykes wins 12 in one season and it's taken Sark two seasons to win 13. Yeah. 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 Hey, I would like to throw in that uh, Matt Rule is making nine million a year. So Sark (laughs) is a bargain. You guys quit bagging on him. Do you think Uh, that uh, we love we love Dustin Matt Rule? Oh Um, yeah. Yeah, he was I great. speak for my my brother Kurt. Why did we he do love, that? Why did he go to Nebraska? We think we thought that was a horrific decision by him. Hmm. That is yeah. that, Nebraska is not a sleeping giant. It's a dead giant. That <laughs> giant is not going to wake up. <laughs> You're not going to get kids to Lincoln. You just not. even that rule with the pulpit and the the great suits. Uh, <laughs> he, he's he's a he's a great leader of young men, but that is a nowhere job. I, I wish Auburn had taken him. I really do. But good lord, Nebraska, that's a bad job. 
Yeah, we'll see. People we'll in Colorado see. think Nebraska's a bad job. <laughs> They're both bad jobs. That's the point. Hey, I don't think Matt had a shaky enough pass to coach at Auburn. Wow. <laughs> man, if he had just dialed up a couple, couple of prostitutes, he probably Oh, man. Out. Look out. <laughs> Do you think that uh, Jimbo Fisher and Sark got together before the year and, and, and Jimbo was like, all right, you go eight and four this year. I'll go five and seven, and we'll both cash our checks, man. What do you say? <laughs> Oh my God! And if you know Texas plays Alabama again next year at Tuscaloosa, you know nice. if you lose that one and you lose big, then people he'll be right back on that hot seat, and people go, "Oh God, we're getting closer to the SEC, and we're getting drilled by you know Alabama on the road." So it, they're never far from the hot seat, either one of them, Jimbo especially. I think. Jimbo's probably got to win eight or nine next year, you know. Otherwise, they'll 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 scrape up eighty six million in the couch cushions and <laughs> make make a change. Why did we Why didn't we become college coaches? What are we doing? <laughs> right. What are we doing? <laughs> you get paid that much to lose. You know what my buyout is at the Statesman? Exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what my buyout is. You got a buyout? No, uh... I don't. So, as for Baylor, uh, the team that John and I cover, so it's also been a it's very disappointing season for the Bears. Uh, Dave Aranda's team won the Big 12 last year, went into this season as the preseason favorite, uh, at least, you know, by the media. Um, that was the first time ever, actually, that that had happened. Um, obviously, a lot of Really good Baylor players moved on to the NFL, Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, others. But Big uh, Gravy on Roy, who had an interception last week. Yeah, yeah. Big man, big man guy, interception. 99. Yeah. Uh, but the, here they are at six and six. So uh, what do you guys think the Bears need to do to kind of get back toward that top part of the conference next year? Where do they need to improve? Well, they definitely need to improve at quarterback. I mean, Blake Chapin, uh, 10 interceptions, some really crucial fumbles. Uh, I don't think he's been nearly as good as they hoped he'd be. Yeah, even though, you know, it's his first year as a starter. Uh, but, but yeah, and they're going to have to replace pretty much both the offensive and defensive lines. The entire offensive line starters were seniors. Uh, super seniors mostly too. One and reason then, they had really high expectations. Exactly. Yeah. And they're losing a lot of defensive linemen too. You know, Apu, uh, TJ Franklin. Um, so yeah, they, they've got some serious uh, replacements uh, to do on the, on both sides of the line. And uh, you know, they'll probably be picked like eighth, <laughs> next year like they were last year. They can be TCU. That's the key, about. getting picked seventh or eighth. Sam, what were you going to say? Like, uh, for, first of all, I, I got to ask, I mean, because we're probably going to the Alamo Bowl. Are you guys, are you guys going to see the mouse at 66? <laughs> well, you if you are, are you going to see the mouse? 
first of all, if they go to Orlando or Phoenix, it's going to be Johnny by himself. <laughs> I ain't going with him for a six and six team, but uh, we have had a hashtag all year. You guys will appreciate this. Uh, it's called hashtag rendezvous with destiny because we want to go to Memphis and go to rendezvous and eat some ribs at the Liberty Bowl. And Baylor has not made the Liberty Bowl since 85. So mm-hmm. we're hoping that maybe the Liberty <coughs> Bowl will say, hey, let's take Baylor. But we, you know, who knows? They'll probably end up uh, 90 miles up the street. You know, they'll be up at the Armed Forces First Responder Bowl or whatever that is. So, Well, we I will say um... – while Baylor didn't reach its goal of repeating his Big 12 champs, we will have fulfilled one of our goals, me and Bryce, if Baylor goes to the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> yes. You'll oh, go to the Liberty Bowl, but you won't go see the mouse, Bryce. Well, I'm just, you know, how it is. Uh, my buyout at the trim ain't that big either. <laughs> hey, Orlando, Orlando picks right after the Alamo, and I'm all due respect to Baylor. They're too low in the pecking order. I agree. I'm, yeah. I'm expecting there's a, there's a chance if TCU really gets screwed, you know, that uh, uh, Texas could end up in Orlando. But I'm looking for Texas Tech to probably go to Orlando and play maybe play Mac Brown. Yeah, North I think Texas. the the buzz around Tech and Kansas and these other teams that are right there with Baylor right. is a little bit higher. Whereas Baylor, yeah. you know, they had these expectations and they're you know, their fan base is kind of like, meh. Yeah. Right. You know, it's are we going <laughs> yeah, to really travel for six and six? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I agree with uh, with J-Dub. Uh, Blake Shapin needs, needed to be better this year. 16 touchdowns, 10 picks. That's <laughs> not moving the needle in the Big 12. And um, they, they've got to get better in the passing game. They always have pretty good receivers, but they need to – they need they need to upgrade a quarterback. Speaking as someone who covers a team that had a really tough year at the quarterback position, um, you're not going to win in the Big Twelve without without good quarterbacking. You're not. And you look you look. Uh, K, K State is overcame injuries to get where they are, but TCU is not where they are without Max Duggan. They're not. And and uh, usually the best quarterback in the league is usually the one that's. Are holding the crown in the Big 12 at the end of the season. It's a great point. And I think one thing you could say about Max Duggan is the guy has some skins on the wall. He's got some experience. And while the expectation for Blake Shaper was really high because of what he did in that very small sample size last year, Big 12 championship game, he looked freaking great. Uh, you know, and then now he's a first time starter. It's his job. Gary Bohannon is gone. He, you know, and Blake won the job in the spring. I mean, I don't really, um, you know, blame the Baylor staff for for crowning him the guy. I thought Dave Aranda did the right thing by doing it when he did because he gave Gary Bohannon a chance to to transfer out. But uh, but yeah, Shapen, it's been confounding because the kid has a lot of talent, um, but he's just erratic i mean he's really erratic and his, his he gets a little loose with his mechanics and you know so we'll see if he can kind of develop and with experience get better i think i think he's still got a pretty high ceiling so we'll see uh, he guaranteed the job next year bryce that's a great question they've got a kid out of uh dripping springs 
Austin Novasad, who's uh, one of the top, you know, quarterback recruits. And I know a lot of Baylor fans are all already talking him up and they're ready to hand him the job. That's how bad it's they're feeling about Blake, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. The drip's getting it done down here. They're, they're yeah, still the the drips. That program's on the rise. <laughs> I, hey, I taught John the word drip, said. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't know what drip was. And uh, I, I'm sort of his hip consultant, you know, uh, uh, that, which is sad because. You taught, well, you taught him exactly. the nickname for Dripping Springs drip? No, I'm talking water? about, oh. you know, if you got nice drip, you know what I'm saying? Said uh, doesn't no. even know. Oh, my gosh. If you got exactly. nice drip, if you got nice drip, you got like nice fashion. That's what the kids would say. I've heard Three, that. Okay. 40? <laughs> <laughs> he's in his 40s. Uh, no, you he can't is. say that. Barely, barely. Uh, no, he is. That's why he's still cool. <laughs> he's got he's nice fresh. drip. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I also have teenagers that live in my house. So. Oh, that <laughs> was, I, remember I remember those. Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. Oh, Dudes, it's been good. I hope y'all enjoy the Alamo Bowl. I know you're there a lot. <laughs> Danny, Second Davis home. Not happy. Danny Davis is not happy. Our beat writer. <laughs> Danny Davis sure. wanted that Sugar Bowl. You need to go to Longhorn uh, Confidential. Okay. Uh, that was taped yesterday, and he went off. <laughs> On the Alamo Bowl at the end of that thing. I was like, wow. We, are, yeah. we thought we were going to give him a hook. He is not happy. He I saw some happy. of his tweets about, uh, you know, just how much he wanted to go to Sugar Bowl. But, oh, oh well. He still yeah. he can still go. It's just going to cost a little bit more. <laughs> he can go. Our accountants like the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> Guys, thanks for uh, hopping on with us for sure. Always good to see y'all. It's been fun. Stay true. Stay true, guys. Stay true. Awesome. <laughs> See ya.